Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Filth. Hey, what's up? Callum. Hello, sir. Talk to me. What happened on Saturday, T? I'll tell you what happened. <laughs> George Bush became the best super middleweight on the planet. You have to say on the planet, T. Say it. Say the, the weakest word. division in boxing. Say the word. Say the words. He's Just... the best super middleweight on the planet. Like, yeah! Oh, <laughs> weak division. Weak I division. You said it. You've you just said... like left all your principles at the door. Everything you said you wouldn't say. You said on the planet. I was like, oh. you're so happy. He, he kind of is, isn't he? But We'll get to that. But you know, he barely won the fight, so... Fuck me. <laughs> Hello. Thanks for joining us again. We really appreciate it. Um, a couple of bits of business. Let's get out of the way first before we start talking about the best super middleweight on the planet. Um, leave reviews yeah. for us. iTunes. Uh, and where else? Where else are we now? What did it just say? SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Leave reviews there. It's nice to... Um... Nice ones, though, please. Oh, no, no, we can have some mean ones. No, just give us the five stars and then call us whatever you like. Oh, right. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. yeah. Give us five stars and then give us all the cunts in the world. Okay, that's fine. We had um, we had one uh, one chap that got in touch just saying that a uh, uh, little bit of a struggle with some of the audio on it. Uh, try and give us some specifics on it, just whether it's too quiet, too loud or whatever. We're trying to... We do it all ourselves, or Cal does it, truth be told. So he's learning <laughs> on the job, but we'll uh, we try and do the best we can. But yeah, anything that you can... Let us know anything particular that we might have missed, and then let us know. But yes, uh, feedback is always good. Yeah. Uh, and then Twitter account at Below the Belt, Facebook dot uh, com forward slash B two B Pod, and Instagram Below the Belt Pod. The Twitter has an underscore after it. Underscore Below the Belt Basically underscore. Good grief. This is this all. This is all he can cling to now. Yeah. This is literally all he can cling to. Grammar is and spelling. Twitter handles. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so we were all there. Yeah. We all went. We had a little road trip up. We did. Uh, not on the way back 
No. Right. So do you know what? I actually, I might, I might, I give us a kind of, I forgot, completely forgot about this until it was right now. In the car on the way back, I actually recorded something to myself about the night uh, <laughs> and about, uh, just because I was so happy. Right. Because um, basically what happened was is we all drove up together, uh, left at two, even though we were meant to leave at one, <coughs> classic uh, bird about, late yep. as usual. Yeah. Um, Got up there. Dro- I dropped uh, Cow and T off their ho- up at their hotel that they'd organised. Lovely, nice little um... right by the venue. Yeah, right by the venue, walking distance, perfect. Uh, Cow very kindly had, had sorted the tickets and, and booked my hotel. There was only one room. I didn't want to share. I like to have my own room. Um, Weird. Uh, well, yeah. It means he just top and tailed. Did you really? Yeah. yeah. Fuck off, you like Did you really top yeah. and tail? Hundred yeah. percent. You had a twin room, didn't you? Did you have a twin room? Yeah, you did. Fuck me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, so yeah, I thought, right, I'll meet you there. I'll drive to my hotel, 20 minutes away. Yeah, I know, my bad. Right. Got there, looked quite nice from the outside. I thought, I oh, sorted me out here. Yeah, looked all right on the site. Did well. look all right. Very yeah. nice. I won't name it for all sorts of reasons, I'm sure. Yeah. But um, I got up there, got out the lift, and I was like, oh, someone's had a cheeky fag outside their room. <laughs> Fair enough, there's two weddings on. Yeah. Uh, but then the closer I got to my room, I was like, this isn't just in the hall. This is every room. And I walked in there and it looked like Oliver Twist's room. <laughs> right? And it stank. If Oliver Twist was on uh, 50 camels a day, uh, that's what it would have been like. Yeah. So I said, fuck this, I'm not staying here. You know, I'm I'm Alex from Bristol, for fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So I drove home afterwards. And that's when I made a recording about the night. I might give it to you, Karen, if you have a listen. If you think it's worth it, might be worth okay. popping it you on the inside. Okay, put it on there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's quite, it's quite, it's quite reasons. Me and T had a great night afterwards. What did you do? We sat in the bar with Michael Sprott's trainer. Did yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. It was Michael Sprott, wasn't it? It was. His name was Ricky. Ricky Maslin. Ricky Maslin. Oh, yeah, right, he was. Okay, he yeah. was uh, Michael Sprott's trainer for like eighteen years or something. Yeah. And yeah. How did you get chatting to him? He, we just sat at the table and he was sat next to us and he was like, oh, what do you think about the fight? And yeah. then we started chatting about the fight and then he's gone, well, I trained Michael Sprott and it was like, mm. raw. And then uh, he said, oh, I, do you know Mickey Hellier? And was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he said, I'll tell him I said hello because I've been DMing Mickey about other things. And so I did. And he was like, oh, say hello. Say hello to Ricky. So we've gotten in there. Oh, boxing friends. Boxing friends, yeah. Oh, nice. While you drove home. Yeah. I did drive home, yeah. Listening to Talk Sport and listening to people call up Talk Sport to complain that only there was only one person trying to win the fight and that was Chris Eubank. Oh. So as much as I wanted That's to crash, crash my car. Turn the truth. Man. Well, let's, let's, let's get on to it. So... Um, Manchester Arena mm-hmm. atmosphere was fantastic. Yeah. I thought it was really, really good. Um, this whole WBSS is has been great. It's something different in terms of the way the ring looks, the outside of the ring, the lights, everything, it, and it really had a real atmosphere to it. Um, I mean, what did you think in terms of what it has? That was obviously the first WBSS one that we've all gone to. You haven't been to any of the others, have you? No, oh, well, Eubank, Abraham, that was like a qualifier, but not, okay. a, proper, yeah, right. not a proper. So, what did, what did you think of it in terms of did it feel different? Did it feel <laughs> like it was a, something special? It felt a little bit more polished and a little bit more fancy. I like the lights around the outside of the ring, although. If I had floor seats, I don't think I would have liked it so much because you're so close to the lights. They were on. They were on during some of the undercard fights, but not the not the main not during the yeah. not yeah, during the main right. event though. Yeah, so, you're right. Yeah. So they had them on all the time except for the main event. But yeah, if you had ringside seats, that might be a bit annoying. Mm. But where we were, we had great tickets, great seats. Uh, yeah, it's it's different, but it's re- it was like you said, it was a really really good atmosphere. And uh, in terms of the fight itself. I, I thought George was exceptional. I thought I thought Groves just boxed exceptionally. Uh, there seems to be a lot of 
a lot of Monday morning quarterbacking going on with people and people seem to be talking a lot about how, how Eubank's British level and if you can box him, you can beat him and all this nonsense. George Goes is exceptional. He boxed great. Off the ropes, stepping off, jab was there, selection of shots was there. He hurt Eubank so many times. Eubank's got a great chin, but Eubank showed a great chin, great, great stamina. There was nothing not to like about that fight, really. So you called it nonsense just then in terms of if you can box him, you can beat him. Is that nonsense? Because he's lost at, at world level, what we would say now. You know, Billy Joe wasn't a world champion at that time, but but he's lost twice to people who are now at world level, you know, world champions to some to some degree. Um, and both did it in a similar sort of way, really. I think, I think to say, and it was Darren Barker that tweeted, if you box him, you beat him. Okay. I think if you say that you're downplaying the performance of George Groves, I think you're you're talking down his performance, and you really shouldn't. His performance was exceptional. For me, it's a career-defining performance for mm. him. Yes, he beat James DeGale, but they were both fairly novices then. This was what you know, a 50-50 fight on paper. Boxing <laughs> Monthly twenty in the Boxing Monthly magazine, twenty picked Eubank, ten picked Groves. Mm. The Boxing Monthly writers we were split five and five. Chris Eubank was the was the um, the bookies' favourite going into it. This was an even matchup, and George Groves picked him apart, won eight rounds to four on my card. Most other people had him nine rounds to three. He was exceptional. He boxed great. Don't talk it down by saying, "Oh, it's easy." Oh, Eubank's southern area level, and oh, if you box it, no. But this is my point, T. So. Was it a 50-50 fight? When you think about it rationally, because, I, I mean, I was we were all sat up. You were nervous as hell for Eubank. I was nervous as hell for George, even though I love Eubank um, Jr. As, as well. But do you think it was part of the part of the hype and part of the fact that Eubank is a name and George is a name that made it more of a 50-50? I mean, when you look at records and experience, should it have been a 50-50? Um, after the event, you can see it's not a 50-50, but... Um... I think the logical reasons for people thinking Eubank could beat Groves are fairly valid. If you Groves just does gas late on in fights, Eubank is a supreme athlete, and we thought that might come into play. Um, <coughs> having watched the fight twice, being there and, and last night, it was clear that Eubank does, it didn't really work the body. I remember Do Jack beat Groves; he worked that body. That's what wore him down. So um, I don't. I think a lot of people are saying Eubank. Junior's domestic level, and that if you box him, you beat him. I think there's a bit more to it than that. Billy Joe Saunders is a very good boxer. I mean, to be fair, he wasn't at his best when he beat you, but Junior, but he's a very good boxer. So is um, George Groves. And um, no, I think it's a very good performance. Eubank, I mean, there's not much that we can say that's not already been said about Eubank. He's a trainer, needs to have a game plan. My concerns, I mean, all along I said Eubank was going to win the entire tournament. When the fight was made, I said Eubank was going to win. And as a week came on, I thought, I started start to waver a lot, but I, did, I, I didn't change why? my pick. I didn't change my pick because I just can't. But um, no, I, but I mean, not why did you change? Why did why did, um, why did you become more nervous? Because if a fight doesn't go Eubanks' way, he doesn't really turn it around. And I felt that this could have been a shutout. That's my thing. Is leading up to the fight is that um, if Groves gets on top and gets the rhythm, I can't see Eubanks finding a way to get back into the fight. And that's pretty much kind of how it panned out. Mm. In terms of Eubank, then Cal. Do you think it is there a chicken and egg situation here with him? Is it is the fact that he can't like like T says change a game plan or to react to certain situations that are happening in fights because he doesn't have a trainer, or is it the fact that he wouldn't listen to a trainer even if he had one? Because you listen back to that, and I don't know whether anyone saw um, 
the the little mini doc thing that the, um, the World Boxing Super Series put out the day after, and it had some some audio from from ringside. You know, quite dramatic periods as well. <laughs> Chris Eubanks Senior telling Chris Sanders that he's doing fuck all with that cut was uh, relatively amusing, um, and, um, and and the dramatic moment when when obviously George's shoulder popped out in the eleventh, and, and and Shane's trying to get the, the physios uh, wear it, but. You heard you, uh, senior, saying to him, "Get closer, get in close, go to the body." And he was saying these things, uh, but obviously, Junior was either not doing it or George was not allowing him to. But do you think if he, even if he had a, you know, is that proof? Adam Booth, for example, was there for you know two minutes and then gone. Is it just the fact that he wouldn't listen, even if he did have a trainer? I think I think that yeah, there's probably some validity to that. I don't think that doc was really good, wasn't it? And it was quite it was quite eye-opening for for Eubank because he he gives off this air of. You know he's supremely confident when he goes into a fight, but you actually got to see his personality a little bit. You can see he's not good around people. Him around the Man United players was awkward as fuck. Did, did we retweet this? No. If uh, we if we can find it, yeah, if, if follow us yeah. at, um, at Blowed About underscore and we'll, and we'll retweet yeah, it for we you will. tonight. Yeah. But I think I think that's true. I don't think he I don't think he would listen uh, in terms of the corner instructions. Uh, if he has a he does have a trainer. It's his dad. Um, but in the corner, his dad kept saying, um, make this a fight, get inside, you need to make this a fight. But he wasn't being specific. He needed to tell him to jab his way in. Okay. He didn't use a jab at all. Mm. He didn't use a jab at all. And, and you could see it. Some people say that after the first 60 seconds of a fight, you can see how it's going to go. And that was, and I think that, if you believe that, then that was true in this fight because Eubank looked lost for the first two rounds. He just couldn't find a way inside. He couldn't. He couldn't seem to find a way in, and in the end, he just kind of resorted to lunging in and just lunging in, trying to bundle George onto the onto the ropes and trying to throw shots. Then he, I don't think the performance is as bad as people made out it was, but it was still a bad. But it was still a bad performance. But I think George made it a bad performance mm-hmm. because he boxed so well. Alex, how did you view it on the second time? The second time for me, I, I I thought it was again. I was more impressed with George and, and even more disappointed in Eubank Junior. So I'm not trying to take anyone anything away from um, from George, but I I thought looking at it again, I mean, because I, whilst we were there, nerves take over a bit. And as much as I do love them both, you know, I'd even ordered a Chris Eubank jacket that hadn't come <laughs> on the day, and conveniently enough, it got shipped the day after he fucking lost. <laughs> uh, but anyway. Um, you know, and I love them both, but so maybe it was a bit of nerves actually. When I was there, I, my heart really did take over for, for George, and I was I was quite nervous. But um, watching it again afterwards, I, I just felt that the, the lunging in from Eubank really got to me, really got to me, because from someone who talked about technique and talked about how much he works at these things so much, I think the amateur, the lack of amateur experience was was glaringly obvious, and I think that's part of the reason why those first two free rounds were. Where George, since you know, since the Froch fights, or you know, since and and including the Froch fights, has been notoriously quite um, cagey. The first couple of rounds, I know he not Froch down in that first round, but you know, in terms of a plan that he wants to wants to carry out, um, and I just felt that Eubank just looked like you say, Cal, just lost, mm. really, really lost. And it looked, but it also looked like he'd had his heart broken a bit, even after like two, three rounds, which couldn't be, surely, you really? know. How much do you think um, the cut was a factor? Because I think it really bothered him. I think it did. I don't think it was affecting him as much. He was talking about couldn't see out of my right eye. I'm not. I'm not quite sure about that. I think those types of cuts. It was on the out, on the just on towards the outside of the at the outside of the eyebrow, whilst deep and I'm sure very painful. The blood wasn't actually didn't look like it was running into his eye. It's not like it was cut from 
on on your bridge side. It was it was cut on the temple side, and and it seemed to be running down, and it didn't seem to be running in. I don't know that for sure, but that's what it looked like to me. I'm sure it was a factor because you're thinking about it all the time, and anyone that's been cut whilst boxing, he was dabbing knows. at it a lot. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Was anyone dab- anyone that's been cut whilst boxing, I mean, you know, because you can. You know it's there, but you don't. You're not sure how bad it is. You're not sure whether you're being told how bad it is is, is true. Mm. So it, it is what you're thinking about. So it does. Of course, it has an effect. But I'm, I'm not sure. I, I felt, uh, I felt was even more impressed with with George's performance afterwards and just how, how relaxed he seemed during almost all of it. I think the Eubank kind of alluded that he thought he might have won it. Obviously, he didn't. Um, in the last three rounds, I thought he did quite well. I thought. 10, 11 and 12 he was kind of um, closing the space a bit better than he was in the previous nine rounds and, if you're uh, not going to win that 12 when a bloke's only got one arm then you should be walking home anyway but yeah yeah but um, <laughs> I think he may have, might have edged that round but that's by the by because he wasn't going to win the fight anyway but mm. I think it's just he just couldn't find a, he couldn't find a way to get in as, as Cal says it's all about saying get inside and fight make it make it a fight but you've got to tell him how I don't know step to the left and do it step to the right or, yeah. or, or jab your way and he wasn't telling him Telling him any of that, but um, no, I think Eubank, Eubank, you know, I don't know. It's difficult to say where he goes to me, and I've asked a couple of people, and no one's got a specific answer. I don't see him getting a new trainer. He should, but I don't think he will. Mm. Um, I guess the other way in which he maybe salvages something is wait for a beatable champion. He's still got a name. His fights will still sell. And someone on the line is going to be a beatable champion at 160 or 168, and I imagine he'll go that way. Do you think he'll stay at one at super middle? I will just go where the opportunities are. Yeah. Um, logically, you would think he'd go to 160. Uh, maybe if he fights at 168, he'll fight people who are small at the weight, not so big at the weight, because George is one of the biggest at 168 out there. To be fair, Cal Smith is even bigger, so mm. I don't know how that would have gone for him. Uh, well, as, as it turns out, um, in the press conference afterwards, uh, uh, George Gloves wasn't at the press conference afterwards because obviously dramatically his, his shoulder come out. In fact, let's just very quickly talk about that last round. We saw it from where we are almost immediately that his, sh- that his shoulder had gone. Yeah. ITV commentators Richie Woodall and Yakintosh um, um, didn't seem to notice. It was no. weird. It was really weird. Didn't didn't seem to notice at all. Um, and not not even in, uh, how, when George George had his tourniquet on made out of his shirt afterwards. By the time they said, "Oh, we're just being told by Gabriel Clark that something might have happened to George's shoulder," I mean that was bizarre. But it was dramatic as hell, wasn't it? I mean, I've never been so tense knew, in one round. Marina. Yeah, yeah. Um, you you see it obviously because watch I watched it again yesterday, and you see it go at oh, the end of the eleventh. So oh really? I didn't he, know that. You see him tweak it at the end of the eleventh. Their arms kind of get caught up, and you see him kind of. He says that in the interview. Yeah, you he s- says it. He said it went back in. Yeah, I thought he meant that it when it came out. He said I thought he meant that as he threw that jab, it popped out, dang it, and then he, you see him kind of roll that's it what like I thought that. Then. That's and what I, I thought, thought I, I think that's what he meant. No, you when mentioned it. it, it, it back back in. Watch, watch, watch okay. the end of round eleven again. You see, they kind of get caught up, and he breaks away, and you see him kind of. It goes then a little bit. Okay. It starts. It goes there. And then the round starts, and he seems okay. And then he boxes, and you see him boxing and jabbing, and then and then he then it goes, and it really goes. I've never seen someone go with a shoulder from a from a 
I mean, a jab. George just has that kind of jab where, where, with the back of his hand almost that, that comes in. I think it, I think it may have come from a lot of the grappling that was going on. Yeah, I just mean from one from yeah. that specific uh, specific yeah. one moment though. It was really dramatic. It was. I watched it when I watched it back. My missus watched. It, I didn't tell her what was what was going to happen. I was yeah. like, look, just watch this. He throws a great punch here, knowing that his arm was just about to fall off. Yeah. Uh, and she was like nearly sick. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it, it was. It was super dramatic, and it would have been. Really, it would have it wouldn't it wouldn't have been justice if Eubank would have jumped in and knocked him out. Mm. Um, it really would have been really terrible for George. That's what I was worried about because I was just yeah. like, no, "Come on, George!" That's After everything that's happening. You I can was do so this. worried throughout the entire fight. Um, if there was a hidden camera watching us, I think from round two you would have seen in my face that Eubank would you <laughs> was going to win. You didn't move, mate. You were just sat there. No, you, I was were, you were fury. You were I was, absolutely I was, livid. I was after the so annoyed. I thought he's not going to win this because I. It was just, I, I think. Actually, the knockdowns. Well, what yeah. I thought. Oh, right? yeah. So, um, so first one was was Eubank took one first of what was apparently a knockdown. Took a knee. Yeah. That's I mean, I've knockdown. watched that back, and that's a knockdown. That's I, a knockdown. I don't see any. It was. I didn't think it was. It was. Mm. But it was. So, um, what about the other two? I didn't. I really didn't think George's was the one where he falls, kind of goes. Back I didn't think that ropes. one was. No, but there's there's the Eubank one where he goes half goes through the ropes and George throws his arms up like he's scored. A I didn't down. think that was. No, there was one where Eubank misses a punch. Yeah, and he touches the canvas, and the referee just said, just waved his arm, saying it wasn't a knockdown. Yeah. Flav said it was, and when I watched it again, you can see him connect with Eubank on the way down, which yeah. makes it a knockdown. Mm. The one where George throws his arms up, I'm convinced that's a knockdown, as well as the first one. Yeah. I don't know if that's there was three of them. I think the first one was the most obvious, I think. And how how who was the ref again? Michael Alex- Alexander. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, how Michael Alexander has, has missed that. I, I don't know why. Why is why is Eubank on, got his knee on the floor? For well, any yeah, other I don't know other. what he was because usually, you, usually yeah. he, he, like even if he's well, touched he down, was, and he thinks but... it's a slip. He would yeah. usually grab their arms and grab their gloves, clean their gloves off, and he didn't do anything. He just kind of old carry on mm. kind of thing. It wasn't it wasn't the best refereeing performance by no. him. Um, but yeah, so as dramatic as that last round was with with George weaving and, and Shane screaming from yeah. the corner to move. Yeah, um, uh, he, he got there in the end. Um, in terms of uh, uh, yeah, so sorry at the end, yeah. they didn't even realise that his shoulder was out until uh, until after, which was just was just bizarre. Um, Eubank see in the press conference after. Sorry, that's what I was talking about. Eubank in the press conference afterwards, uh, Close didn't go there because his shoulder was was going straight to hospital. Yeah. yeah. Um, they talked about replacement for when the final was going to be. So final was June tenth, I think I believe, and they're saying that that date is almost um, unmovable. It's always been said at the time that date was um not unmovable. Mm-hmm. Um, and if someone wasn't able to participate, there would be a replacement. So Eubank, what my original point was, Eubank might still, or what he seems to hope, that he will still find himself in the final because yeah. um, during the press conference, Kala said, um, you know, look, it's a decision that's taken by the board. Mm-hmm. I make my recommendation, and Chris Eubank is on that list for replacements if need be. Eubank turns around and says, on the list, you know, I hope I'm top of that list. Yeah. Um, so who knows? I mean, that would just make a mockery of the whole thing, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. I think you've got to give Gro- Groves has to be in the final, and you have to give him every opportunity. If that means moving it back a month or two, I understand they've obviously they want to. They've got more tournament. They've got the cruiserweight tournament, and I think there's probably going to be more tournaments at some point as well. They want to. They've got a schedule, but George Groves has to be in that final because if he's going into a twelve week camp, yeah. he's got a turnaround of what four weeks really. Yeah, 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 to heal up, and that's not going to be enough. Depending on the severity of the injury. Well, I think what he said in in one of his interviews afterwards was that um, it popped back in no problem. Usually, it's da- when there's damage to the bone is when there's an issue with the shoulder, and it doesn't seem to be. I think he was having another couple of scans Monday, Tuesday, 
and then obviously we're just waiting for, for an update then. But that would be a, that would be a real real shame, and that would I'm not sure. I mean that, that's yeah that would be such a huge kick in the teeth. Yeah. If if George wins this this final, yeah, or wins or loses this final, yeah, is that him done? Do you think? I think he retires afterwards. Mm. I don't. I think it depends on the the the, the girl to actually match. Yeah, but he takes the winner of this tournament gets twenty million dollars. Yeah. I don't think it's that much. I don't think it's that much, yeah. I think it's it is. thousands, really? it's tens of thousands. I don't think it was a No, I, I think it's a twenty million dollar Really? That's impossible. Sure, I'm sure I heard um, The tournament's not made any money. I'd be amazed if you're getting that much. I'm sure I've got a twenty million sure prize pot, I imagine. Well perhaps yeah, maybe maybe I misheard that, but I'm I'm what I'm saying is is that uh I am not sure I'm yeah, I'm not sure whether the desire beat have to go after the gale at all. What what can you gain? Yeah. If you beat him makes, twice. If it makes money, it makes sense. If he smashes up Truax in a round, if he smashes up Truax convincingly, yeah. then there's going to be a grand swell of support for for the rematch. I don't disagree with you. I just think George is a... He's an emotional guy. He's an intelligent guy as well. And I just think a lot of this kind of whole trip since Frotch has been about, about redemption and, and and getting back to the point where he fails he, he, he should have been. And I think getting to the final and, and I believe winning this final if he's if, as long as he's fully fit... Um, I think that kind of ticks every box. I don't think yeah. there's a huge amount to do. He's, but yeah, he, we'll see. He mentioned just at the start of the tournament that he was thinking about retiring at the end of it. I think as soon as you start saying the word retirement, you're halfway there. He's got a young baby as well now as yeah. well, and it's it's you know things change, don't they? Priorities change. Well, it's, it's the same. I mean, Eubank Junior is still a name, and if you're going to pay anyone enough to fight him, they'll fight him, regardless. And um, if the, the girl rematch, as I said, if he does well. It could either be Eubank v DeGale or DeGale v Groves again. Mm. And people will pay to watch, well, people won't pay to watch Eubank v um, Groves again, but yeah. I yeah. think those fights make a lot of money. I'd, uh, I'd rather see DeGale against Eubank. I think that's a more competitive fight because I, I think DeGale is on the way down. Mm. Um, and I think Eubank is still as is, is good as he's going to be. Yeah. Uh, and if he had someone. I don't want to say trainer someone that's good in the corner because mm. I think that's what the difference is it's not about being trained and being fit it's about someone good in the corner is what he needs because well, um, that corner was a shambles he thinks he's Roy Jones doesn't he you know, Roy Jones got by an athleticism and that got him through the early part of his career when the athleticism went that's when he started getting knocked out mm. um, Eubank Jr is a, is a his athleticism is what stopped him getting knocked out on Saturday because just his fitness kept him Oh, Jim was ridiculous. It, it, it ridiculous. kept him on his feet, and um, and the day after he was back in training, and I thought mm. that's a bit, you know, I think, you know, come on, mate. I think I don't think it's your athleticism that's a problem here. Yeah, no, that's a good point. All right, two very quick points before we move on. Then um, Naz <laughs> on ITV. Now I've I've only seen a few of little clips, but obviously we were there. I haven't, I haven't, didn't watch back that footage. I watched it back on an American feed, but. Mm. Um, what were the highlights of Naz for you? I mean, as someone we want back on the next. <laughs> oh yeah, I think we. I mean, must... he said Eubank should retire. I think that was a bit much. Okay. Um, but and there's obviously history between Naz and Eubank Senior, so yeah. um, they've got a lot of history. So I can I can see. But you like people that speak their mind. Yeah. And too many, you know, a lot of a lot of people when they talk about Sky's coverage or even BT's coverage is that they're all matchroom fighters, they're all Frank Warren fighters. So they all just kind of play the company line. Mm. Naz didn't do that. He no. just kind of spoke his mind. And he even criticised Groves as well. He said that he wasn't impressed with Groves that night. You know, I, I expect him to, to wipe the floor of him because Eubank's not very good. Yeah. And uh, That was 
that was when he did say he's just not very good. Yeah, <laughs> you're either really good at boxing or you're not. Yeah. Oh gosh, The yeah. thing yeah. is, is that he he contradicted himself about five times. Yeah. Um, it was a bit of an, an inarticulate rant, but um, I no one liked him for his articulate. I thought, no, I, 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 thought it was a bit, I thought it was a bit refreshing, and um, I think I tweeted on Monday that if he doesn't get that gig again. At least give him and Duke McKenzie their own little half an hour show, yeah, a little exactly. podcast, yeah, or a little show. A little <laughs> yeah. TV studio, just, just them arguing. It's just yeah. brilliant. It was very good. Um, and then finally, George Groves is, is the number is the best middleweight in the planet. Yeah, super middleweight. Yeah, he's yeah he is. Sorry, yeah, super middleweight. Sorry. He's yeah, he's for me. He's the number one. There's there's Gilberto Ramirez, there's David Benavidez. So worst, I don't know much about worst BC. division in boxing. It's not, it's not the worst division. Is heavyweight? Is I think heavyweight's worse. No um, way. But look, George is George is George is beating what's yeah. in front of him. Yeah. Know, so. not what do you want him to do? He lost three times. But 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 since then, what, you, what else do you want him to do? He can he's only, come he back, can only redeemed himself. Yeah. He beat Dimitri. Uh, you bet, Junior would have beat Chudinov. That's what we're saying. I'll leave it. At well, that. He beat I, am not, I am not saying that. He would have beat Chudinov. I am not saying that. He's good. Fedor is a very good fighter. Mm. He's a very good fighter, and I, I, that'd be a great fight, Eubank and Fedor Chudinov. Um, no, but Groves beat him. He gets it. You know, he, he beat Jamie Cox fairly easy, as easy as he should have. Yeah. And and what was a 50-50 fight? He was a slight underdog. He beat two middleweights, and he beat he beat Chris Eubank handily. Yeah. I think what we say, oh, look, there's 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 questions to be answered in in the division, and and we might not get those answers anytime soon, but. Right now, I think he deserves all the, all the credit we can give him. Um, and then very quickly, then because I don't care, um, the second semi final between Callum Smith and, and Nicky, someone t- tell me about that. Fight. That's a real yeah. yeah uh, so obviously, account. we heard yesterday morning that, and everybody else did that. Jurgen Bremer's pulled out, you know, pulled out against Callum Smith. That was about as an uncompetitive matchup, anyway, in my opinion. Yeah, well, Jurgen Bremer's forty; he's thirty-nine, pushing forty. Um, he's had a he's had a good career, and he's done. He boxed quite well against Rob Brandt. Um, in his quarterfinal, but yeah, Callum Smith's much bigger, much fresher, much younger. It wouldn't have been very competitive, but yeah. So now he's fighting this kickboxer guy. And is that what he is? Yeah, he's a yeah. kickboxer guy. So I tried to YouTube him yesterday to see if I could find some clips, and we can find his kickboxing clips. Jeez. But apparently he's a bit shit hot at kickboxing. So he's if he just of all time. maybe he might lose his rag and just swing a kick at. Well, that'd be entertaining. He works. He works the body a lot. There's a YouTube yeah. compilation of his um of some of his boxing and kickboxing matches mm. and um. Works the body quite well, but um, he's got very little chance, I suppose. This is a bit like when your football club signs a signs a footballer that you've never heard of before, just do a bit of YouTube. And, yeah. yeah, oh, he looks fucking good. He looks great. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see what happens with that. But like I said, I think we all know what's going to happen there. Uh, okay, on to something a little bit different. Now okay. Ring card girls. Uh-huh. Now, I wasn't sure whether we were going to talk about this. We had a little chat about in a car, didn't we? Yeah. But I couldn't really hear much of what you guys were saying. Oh, so. okay. All right. Well, let's 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 run it. And then the reason we're talking about it is because obviously um, the PDC uh, decided that they were no longer going to have um, girls walking on the, the darts players up to the stage, um, the and then on the darts. Sorry. Yep. And then a couple of weeks later, um, Formula One. Formula One is under new American ownership, uh, and they deemed it. Uh, right, that uh, track girls, as they as they called them, were, um, I think there is that was were no not really in the in in keeping with the philosophy of of this company and right. the philosophy of what Formula One really is about these days. Right. Um, Matchroom Frank Warren and Sunderland have all said that um, that's that nothing will change with with ring card girls, uh, and I'm just interested on your take really in terms of 
you know, look, there's a whole wider conversation out there in society at the minute about yeah. gender equality and 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 the uh, exploitation of women. But I mean, what do you what do you think? Does it does it make you uncomfortable? Does it make you feel annoyed? What what? Talk to me. I I don't ever feel like you know being at being at boxing and and uh, you know watching people going get your tits out and all that sort of thing. It's never. I've always thought you twat, but it's never made me uncomfortable or feel sorry for them or anything like that. It's, I, I imagine it's just the nature of the job. Um, they have a choice whether they want to do it or not. They choose to do it. I imagine they're paid quite well. It's not something that massively offends me, to be honest. I don't. I can see why why they think why people are saying, "Oh, get rid of them. It's outdated." I totally understand that, but it's not something I find hugely offensive. And to be honest, the the way I look at it is. Feminism is is about. I imagine one of the things that feminism is about is, is women being able to do everything, anything that they want to do. And so for for Formula One or boxing to say you can't do this job anymore, that I don't particularly like. That I I think they should be able to do whatever job they want to do. Um, I don't. But at the same time, I can see why people find it offensive because if you're a little girl. Mm. And you look at the boxing, and you think that's my place in boxing, holding the card. Mm. So I can I can see why people find it a little bit offensive, and I can see maybe why it might be time to get rid. It, it makes no difference if they're there or not. I couldn't give a shit if ring girls got binned. Um, they don't really add much to, for me. Um, you get the Takati girls who you know look look soulless, you know, dead, <laughs> dead, dead behind the eyes. Um, I mean. I don't really want to get into a whole feminism debate because um, it, there, there is freedom of choice. But I think there may, if boxing ever does bin off, I think there'd be ten years online to be thinking what was, what the hell was that about, mm. kind of thing. Mm. You know, um, you know, people said it, add, it adds prestige and it adds glamour. Um, I don't think my night was improved on Saturday by those girls carrying those cards in any in any shape or form, even them holding the, the flag. I don't think, oh yeah, my night would have been shit if they weren't there. Yeah. Um, I've you know, I watch a Canelo fight and the Takati girls are there, as I've said before. I don't think, yeah, that's that's really improved my watching of of, of this fight. Um, I couldn't give a shit if they're there or not. No, I'm I'm very much the same. One thing one one thing I would say is is I had a conversation with with a family member about about this who's very much into kind of super bikes and you know that type of thing. And my question, my only question was, well, why are they there? And he was part of, you know, it's marketing. You know, fans come up, they they sit at tables, they sign photographs of themselves for for fans and stuff, and and they help market stuff. You know, they've got all the marketing all over the clothes and all the rest of it. And I'm like, but that's that's because of the way they look, yeah. So you wouldn't give that job to me, <laughs> right? So what I have an issue with is is is. Oh, with a job that is based purely off of the way you look, whether it's women or men, and I think um, women are dirty. <laughs> so that's, that's an office joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a bit David Brent. Um, and, and then what I heard on what I heard then on something like, well, what they're going to ban cheerleaders next? And I'm like, well, no, because what cheerleaders are doing something, they are entertaining, whether that be dancing or whatever it might be, human mm. pyramids, they still do that, uh, you know. So. So, so there's a difference there to it, and and with the ring girl side of things, I just find that um, I guess I'm with you really. I'm not I'm not massively like oh my god get rid of them, mm. and I'm not I'm also not like oh we gotta keep it bloody PC gone mad and all the rest <laughs> of it. I just feel I'm just like well is it just a bit 
old fashioned. Like all sorts of things change in in thing. Boxing, I think, was used in, and I listened to a lot of, of talk radio about this type of thing when the when the darts and the Formula One did it. They were two individual companies. Formula One is is a company, a privately owned company, but it's decided that they don't want uh, women in dresses or spandex or whatever it might be. Um, uh, there because they just don't feel it's in keeping so they've replaced it with, with mascots and with kids and I thought well that's okay things things will change you would never see a Premier League footballer walking out with, with a blonde on his arm mm. you know a blonde I can't believe I just said that actually but <laughs> you, know, a, you know with a woman in, in a nice dress on his arm how weird yeah. would that be all of them coming out with, with women on the holding their arm it's, it's, you know so there are there are ways of where it just doesn't it doesn't fit is what I'm saying yeah. so just because traditionally on the tour. and boxing was used as kind of the yardstick as what's bad about it. They're saying it's all right in darts and and Formula One because they you know they're dressed quite nicely and they're doing yeah. in boxing they're just in bikinis in the ring. So there's shows a huge amount of ignorance if it's not your sport as yeah. well. I just feel like I said anything that is based around purely off of the way you look, I don't think can be good for society as a whole. Things things with, with people with, with girls and women that earn money, and I've got family members who have and still do earn, earn money that way. They, they're being told by one company, two companies, Formula One and Darts, that we, you can't do this here. There's, there'd be there's literally myriads of places to go and do this type of work. I think I think boxing is a bit like porn in that um, they don't operate on the same rules as the rest of the world does. You know, it's, <laughs> it's not a very PC sport. You know, you're watching two guys strip to the waist, punching each other in the face. So yeah, no, that's what I was thinking. Is but is, that doesn't make up for anything else. I'm not, I'm no, not what, and I'm I not saying that, that Ringo's are not. You know, are bad. I'm not. I'm not necessarily saying that. But what I'm saying is, just because of what boxing is at the minute, doesn't doesn't would be an excuse for anything else. Well, I mean, as you said, you made the point that those are privately owned companies. Boxing is not centralized. It's not like UFC where no. one person owns it. Mm-hmm. You know, you couldn't stop it in boxing because you've got hundreds of promoters, and um, if they don't get rid of it, it doesn't. It, it doesn't bother me if they do or they don't get rid of it. But it's, it's, it's not it's not a deal breaker. Um, Do you think though that, like you said, in ten, fifteen years' time, we'll look back at it when when they're probably not there, yeah. and we'll go, that was a bit boxing's not the same no more. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, Frank right. Or would we go, blimey, look at that! Can't yeah. believe we did that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess in their defence, when you know when they are, when you do get promo girls at these events, they're not. I don't think um, okay. You can't legislate for people shouting stuff at them. No. But they're not there in a in a slutty way. Can't no, run, no, no. For want of a better word. No. You know, it's not like um, I don't know. Fuck. I can't try to bring up another example where women are like, scantily dressed and they're just like in front yeah. of a in front of a braying crowd. Well, boxing is something I probably would have said that back in the, in yeah. the day. That was yeah. some of the stuff I probably would have called it. But you're right. I think, and like I said, I don't think any of us are saying that. This, you know, this isn't the, the you know this isn't the girls fault this is the girls are making money in a, in a way they do and I'm sure they make really good careers out and, and PR careers in general rather than and just in there I just there is an element that makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable with it but then is it our place as free men here is it our place to even that's my to point even to decide this we shouldn't be telling women what they can do and what they can't do yeah. if they want to hold a card and and when we was at the Akoli fight it was actually really helpful to me genuinely because I didn't know what round I'm not being a dick I what about when the, I said this to you on the night count? What about yeah, when the announcer says the sound quality's not very good? The I did yeah. it here. I did it. You were fucking ringside. No, no, but I was like, <laughs> oh shit, what round is it? And there she is. Oh, thanks, Tracy. I was quite oh. pleased about it. I know, when he said this to me, I was like, Cal, we're four seats from the ring. I was pleased. No, I would you know what? She did a good job, and I was pleased. You know, I was quite pleased that she was there. Genuinely mean that. 
Not being a dick. But what if it wasn't Tracy? What if it, if it was, you know... It could have been Terry. Tyrone. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't care. Someone there with a card and she just happens to make a few quid out of it. Fair play. I don't think yeah, I it, agree. For me, it doesn't make a difference who holds a card, whether it's a, whether it's a fit ring girl or... Do we need anyone holding the card? Yes! Why? What if you're deaf? Put it on the screen. There wasn't a screen at a Coley, that's what I'm saying. There wasn't a screen. Well, it made the floor vibrate how many times that the ring is in I don't know, yeah. Look, it's. I think it's an interesting discussion to have about boxing because I think boxing is put up as the, the bad guy of the side of things when it comes to... Yeah. to, to to that type of thing and it'll be interesting to see what happens in in the years, years well box, the boxing main three boxing promoters have all been quite no we're not getting rid of them but they so, will the, be because the Sowerlands have said we, we, they hired more didn't they mm. they hired the ones who had dropped off from box from, from darts yeah. yeah but people have different we'll views and political views about it but it's, it is very interesting um, so whether you're right or wrong about that uh, one conversation that we did get onto off the back of Eubank and, and T's not had a very good year He's not had a very good year so no, far. Not a good twelve months, um, not just a year. In terms of in terms of boxes that he um, has invested time, you know, emotion mm-hmm. in, yeah. you know, and you know what he's like when when uh, when his friends, you know, have invested time and emotion in, in things, and then it works out. You know, he's really supportive. Yeah. You know, like when Crawler lost to Lenares. Yeah, he was. You know, <laughs> he waited. He waited nearly nearly four minutes before he sent me a picture of his face. <laughs> you know, so. You know, yeah. this is karma. Some would say. It, it we karma. walked past. I just say right. We walk, as we walked out of the the um, arena. I got a flashback of how when I was walking out of the arena after Collar had lost to Linares and when my phone blew. And I said to T, I said, "Do you know where we are right now?" I was stood right here when you sent me that message <laughs> of you laughing when Collar Collar was robbed. Uh, yeah. But like I said, so boxes that we were wrong about, uh, and Karen, I think I think you put a tweet out, didn't you, about about boxes yeah, that did. we were wrong about, and wondered what people's responses were. John was. McDonald, below the belt alumni, yeah. came through big time, just throwing name after name at us. And uh, so John's list was uh, was Audley Harrison, Solis. Yep. Uh, I haven't got any things on here. Have you got it on yours? Yeah, Audley Harrison, Orlando Solis. Ismail Sally. Oh, sorry, I'm reading the wrong bit. Sorry, yeah. Uh, Rakim Chakayev, Juan Manuel Lopez, Matt Korobov, Mike Jones, Yorokos uh, Gamboa. Gamboa, and Ruslan Chakayev. Chakayev is a real. I didn't really. Expect I, I I disagree with John on that one because Chakayev couldn't, Chakayev, couldn't, yeah. couldn't, have, couldn't have achieved any more than what he did. Really, he won a he won a world he won a, a version of the world title. He beat um, what was the giant's name? What was Valuev. Valuev. He beat him. I don't know what more you could ask of him. Really, Audley Harrison's an obvious one. Mike Jones, what a blast from the past he is. I heard that name. What weight was he? Welterweight. He got to like 33 and 0. He was with, uh, I think he was with Bob Arum, and then he got a vacant world title shot. I think it was Randall Bailey, knocked him out. He outboxed him for like 11 rounds, and then Randall Bailey knocked him out, and he never saw him again. I've got, I've, I've got a fair few. Go um, on then. So David Price is one. David Price, yeah. Um, I think that's quite a universal one in the yeah, UK, yeah. actually. Um, I, rem- I remember tweeting, you're next heavyweight champion of the world. <laughs> yeah. <Can> I- what, <laughs> to him? No, like oh, you meant Twitter, I just tweeted it out Oh, there. I thought you meant to him, yeah. you're going to be the next one. <laughs> yeah, after the Audley fight, I was like, that's your next heavyweight uh, champion of the world, David Price. I've, okay. I've got a few. Um, Kelly Pavlik was one. I, I think thought, Kelly Pavlik I thought, was, I thought he was going to smash Hopkins, and he, and he didn't. He, he lost every single round. Um... And I guess more recently, um, oh, it pains me too, but seconds he's, he's actually quite bad. He's not, he's not that good. Um, like I'm gonna fucking say the guy's name, O'Hara Davis. Oh. <laughs> I really thought he was gonna. Because he's in pain. I know he really, I can't believe. I really thought he was gonna beat Taylor. 
And then, the same, and, then the same, and then the same as Eubank Jr. after a run, I thought, yeah, I've, I've got this wrong. <laughs> yeah, I've, got, I've got this very wrong. Um, Chamberlain, I thought he was going to do a lot better against a Coley. He got annihilated. Yeah. And on, to be fair, on Saturday, I half saw it coming. Yeah. I did half see that. Yeah, coming. but I thought that was a little bit of a bit of defence mechanic nah. because we haven't been in the car two minutes and you were saying, oh, he could lose saying, this 12 I rounds. I said it to Cal all week. I, all yeah. week I said to Cal, this could be, this could be a bad shout-out, you know. Um, but... No, boxing's a mad sport because it, you know you do get caught up in, in the hype a lot of the time, and um, until you see these boxes um, have things not go their way, you don't, you don't really know what they've got. And um, what we didn't talk about at Vivant Junior was the Saunders fight because the excuse was if it wasn't for those first six rounds, he'd have won, mm. and it was was it a split decision in the end? Yeah. So he thought, well, if it was close, you know, just he's a little bit more. If he fights in the first six rounds against Groves, he wins. But then. The fight panned out the way it did. So, yeah, Harris Davis is a funny one. Yeah, oh, that's, that's bad. But he, hey, who knows? I mean, he, he can still come back. I really want him to fight. Yeah, yeah. I do. I, I like want him, him to fight Curtis Woodhouse. They're having a little bit of thing on Twitter at the minute. Yeah, that, I yeah. want. I want yeah. them two to have a fight. Uh, I feel sorry for Harris Davis. Are you? I, I think. think he, did we, we talk about it? At we the time? did. Yeah. We the did, fallout yeah. from the from what happened was was fairly awful. And he was treated quite badly. Um, I mean, I like him. I mean, he's um. To be fair, his trolling has basically made him, given him the profile that that he has. But the Taylor fight was pretty dreadful. Some yeah. of the worst performances I've seen. And Josh Taylor's a world class fighter. Yes, I think he'll win. A, he'll win a world title. I this think twenty eighteen he'll be on the cusp of of winning something at one. You think you think he'll win a title because Terence Crawford's given up all the belts? So yeah. You think one of them is going to be available to him? Yeah. One fighter, Andre Berto. I loved Andre Berto. I still love Andre Berto. He's he's done, done. He was unbeaten he did okay. for ages. Yeah. He did okay, but yeah. He was unbeaten, yeah. for, he was ages. unbeaten yeah. for ages. A lot of people don't like him because he got paid a lot of money to beat not very good people. Mm. Um, but then he lost to Victor Ortiz and then it just kind of went up and down after that. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was one. I love Chad Dawson. Oh, God, yeah. I yeah. fucking loved him. I love Chad. I, I still so love much. Chad. I was gutted that um, he lost to... Uh, the Carpenter. Yeah, he lost the Carpensi. I remember I got home from a gig or something. I got home and, I, and it was on. And I was like, oh, let's watch this. And fucking lost to Tommy Carpensi. And this is Bad Chad. Bad Chad beat Bernard Hopkins. He beat Glenn Johnson. Yeah. This is a top fighter. And he goes and loses yeah, to Tommy Carpensi. Yeah, you think Carpensi. about it like that. Yeah, I'll tell right. you another one. Nathan Cleverly. Mm. I love Nathan Cleverly. Really? Yeah, I love him. He was one of mine as well. The yeah. Kovalev fight was an absolute demolition. That was the one but that just ended it all. But that's different. Because that was... The situation of how he became world champion in the first place, and then you know what Kovalev's obviously gone on on to be. I was the Bellu fight was just the the Bellu two was the second. I mean, it was a awful fight anyway, but that was I was really really disappointed in that. Um, Mitchell Smith is one for me. John uh, said that one as well. Oh really? Oh okay. Yeah. Um, Mitchell Smith is one that is one that I was genuinely quite excited about because I thought you know he's got a bit of mouth as well and and. Uh, he but talked himself up a bit too much, and then when he lost to um, George Jupp, George Jupp, I was—I mean, I thought he was—he was perfectly um, humble afterwards and said, "Look, I got to go away yeah. and make some changes." But I mean, we haven't nothing's happened. Really. We're in prison, hey? We're in prison. It's just got out. I didn't know that. You put it on Facebook. Really? What for? I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't want to speculate. Blimey. We spoke about this on the pod that I did with Mark and John. Oh, yeah. We spoke about oh, did you? Mitchell Smith a little bit. Well, yeah. I, I definitely listened to all of that. I've, I've got, <laughs> I found a couple more. Um, go, on. Yeah, go on. Mike Perez. Yeah. Um, he oh, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. After Price Fire. Yeah. yeah. And um, I guess 
this looks pretty. I mean, Rigondo, I worship the ground that guy walked on. Mm-hmm. But his career since he beat Donaire has just been an absolute train wreck. Yeah. And then obviously the farcical fight with, um, with Lomachenko mm-hmm. just sealed it. But I was a lot of Cuban fighters, man. Yeah. Depends on what you mean by what you were wrong about. Yeah. Like, Walters is someone who I thought could genuinely go on and be like, wow. Yeah, because he wiped out the net, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. But then also someone like... Um, crap, I was going to just say. Uh, Sam Eggington is someone who I think I could be wrong about. Yeah. I think Sam Eggington could win a world a, could win a world title. Not, at, um, not now, but I did think, yeah. you know what? It sounds point. really stupid saying out now. <laughs> After the Gavin fight, I thought, do you know what? He's got, uh, he has got something. There is something there, but on a wild card type night, yeah. he he could. Uh, what about Frankie Gavin? T? I Love was him. wrong about. Fuck you know me, you were wrong about Frankie. Tell Gavin. you what, tell you what, yeah, you need a bit of context. He was the, I think he's still the only world amateur champion that England have had. Mm-hmm. There might be someone who's done it since then. He was meant to go to the Olympics. Like James DeGaulle won gold at and yeah. smash it. And he didn't make the Olympics then. And I thought his pro is really going to, you know, do his thing. And, um, you know. Do you know what my <laughs> issue with Frankie is, right? And, and and I'm sure he's a lovely guy. And I'm sure, listening, we'd love to have him on. Yeah. But he was called Fun Time Frankie. I don't think I ever saw him smile. No. And I just... Well, uh, well, out, 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 out of the ring activities, though, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I don't know. But... Like I said, I just yeah, he was he was I could never warn him, and the fact that you loved him so much really him. got to me. And when Egg when I and I got that five pointer on the on the prediction league as well yeah. when Egg, when Eggington almost uh, uh, splattered him, um, that was that was that was full of joy. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else. If there's uh, anyone else, what are you trying to tell him to do? Where are you going? I need my phone. Oh, phone! I thought you said folder. I thought you had like a whole list of more people that you needed to. No, I need. I this need, is really unprofessional. I need my this phone. Is like, this is like that Kenny South Park thing. Because you've said about getting five points in the prediction league, I need my phone so I can read the table out. Uh, have I won it? You have not won it out. Right, well, there's no point. Well, I think given my shit list of predictions, I've obviously... <laughs> I'll top up one point as well. <laughs> Come on, I was going to do the top four. Uh, we'll do it in a minute, do it in a minute. Right. Is there anyone else then? Anyone else? What about the worst at domestic level? David Price is probably the one, isn't it, where everyone was kind of like, yeah, he's the man. And I remember I remember bitching and complaining about the Tony Thompson fight, thinking, he's fucking 40, why is he fighting him for? Blah, blah, blah. Mm. And then Tony Thompson just wipes him out in two rounds. All right, let's, let's predict. Let's make one prediction each different of who we think, who we like now, oh. who, we've, who we quite enjoy watching, who we, who we think we might end up being completely wrong about. I'm going to go for... Uh, uh, I think I'm going to go for Conor Ben because I quite like watching Conor Ben. Right. And you could, but you can see that there is deficiencies there. But I think he might end up like not even making like 25, 26 years old in this game. Um, well, Bradley's cute, but he's someone who I love the most right I now. I do love Bradley, yeah. And um, he's in a very bad division. I don't think Jeff Horn's going to be champion much longer. And. Um, we could see him getting badly hurt. But is that that wouldn't be like wrong, would it? That would be in a very, very strong division. That would just be not getting up to where you hope he's going to be. Give me someone who you think, do you know what, I like him now, but I can see that going completely down the pan. Daniel Dubois. Anthony Yard. Ooh. Because he looks great. Anthony Yard. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I'll be devastated if Anthony Yard doesn't turn out to be the absolute no, hero I, could, I think he's going to be. Anthony yeah. Yard got hit with so many shots in his last fight against the chap that um, Callum Smith knocked out. I can't remember his name. 
Eastern European guy. Mm. He got hit with so many shots. Daniel Dubois for me because yeah, he looks great and he can really punch, but he's gonna have to fight someone at some point. And I don't mean it has to be now because mm. he's twenty year, twenty one years old. Give him time. He's only had like five or six fights or whatever. But at some point, he's gonna have to fight someone good. Yeah. And he could get found out. It's horrible, this, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> I, I like like I don't know. I love I can't, yard so much. Yeah, and and I do like Conor Ben, and I I like what about. I know he gets a lot of stick because he's had a big leg up in terms of you know making your debut on the like, chief support almost for, yeah. on, on, at the O2. But I you know there's reasons for that as we know. But um, I just think I, I do worry that uh, I think that last fight probably showed out an awful lot of of what there is to go. But then saying that he only had 14 amateur fights, didn't he? So. Well, there's um. And I think there's a there's talk of the WBSS being at 175, mm. and um, Yard has been one of the names mentioned. So I don't think he'll be in a tournament myself. But speaking of ring, he is, yeah. Speaking of ring card girls, the Ducati ring card girls, they love a bit of Anthony Yard. Yeah, they really what's do. This? Have you guys seen? I've seen when uh, my someone might have someone I know probably uh, follows them on Snapchat and Instagram. <laughs> and um, I follow them on Instagram. I've not seen that. I can't I remember. I can't remember the name of. Um, uh, one of the girls, uh, but she was where, when Yard fought when we were at that Copper Box show for the um, Davis uh, yeah. against Walsh. Yeah. Um, tweeted picture of Yard saying future world champ, well done, boo, he's, or something like he's that. He's starting yeah. to make a little bit of a name mm. in America. Yard. People are starting to know who he is already. So. Strange, really, isn't there? Why? Yeah, he's not really done anything yet, but right. he is starting to get noticed. People are starting to notice him. Yeah, but because he, of the Mayweather card, I suppose. Yeah, yeah that's true. Right, well that's interesting. Like I said, we'll see if those predictions turn out. God, I hope not about Anthony Yard. Oh, Jesus. God, no, I love him. Um, but he's in a very, very tough division. He is. He and really people is. are saying Baratsi might have the beating of him. So that's. Oh, oh, did we talk? We haven't talked about Joshua, Joshua Baratsi. We didn't we really. Him we saw. I mean, him he was. Just you know when you watch. There's sometimes when you watch boxers. Oh, so obviously we saw him on our Kelly Chamberlain undercard. And sometimes you watch boxers, and it was just. You know that what you're watching is something actually quite special. And he is, he is fabulous. Yeah, fabulous. We did our little, we did the podder at the event. Yeah, but and I said afterwards, there's something about watching somebody in the flesh, and there really is. You've seen, I've seen him on TV, and it's like, yeah, okay, he's knocking over a Hungarian, but you're right, seeing somebody up close like that, mm. and you hear every punch, and everything's everything's crisp and correct, and thrown with purpose. And I like fighters like that that throw everything with purpose. Canelo's like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you you saw it, and you like you said, you watched him, and you thought, yeah, you're going places, son. Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna do something, but we'll see. I hope you enjoyed um, the last part. Uh, by the way, um, I know it was a little bit different, and um, we were using a mic, and some of some of the levels weren't great, which you could do. But we uh, we hope we got some people that you're interested in hearing from, and we're and we're hopefully going to be doing that a lot more. So uh, yeah, hope you enjoyed it. Um, so obviously, it was a busy weekend as yeah. well going on. So we had um, Danny Garcia stop Brandon Rios. Uh, then got confronted by Sean Porter. Yeah, um, I missed that bit. <laughs> uh, Sean Porter was just on one. Sean Porter was on one. He's a lovely guy. He is. Yeah. He's he was just on one. He was in the ring confronting Danny Garcia. Then he's gone backstage and had it with Keith Furman. Mm. He just wants a big fight. I think he's just itching for a big fight. He wants the rematch with Furman. He wants a fight with Garcia. I think it makes Keith Furman seems to be kind of. Dipping his toe back in because he had he had the uh, injury, didn't he? Yeah, he had the injury, and so he's he's coming back from that. And so I don't think he's going to be coming in against any. He's not going to be coming in against Murderers Row anytime soon. But Danny Garcia did what we expected against Murderers Row. That yeah. knockout was sick. Oh yeah. my god, it was savage. Yeah, I mean, in terms of yeah, 
But yeah, Brand- Brandon Rios is not a contender at all and hasn't yeah. been for some time and is a blown up lightweight. Yeah. But Danny Garcia. I always, I always enjoy watching Danny Garcia. I love uh, Sean Porter. Sean Porter, it sounds weird, but Sean Porter would be would be a footballer I would love because yeah. he is nothing but like just heart and and just blood and sweat and just keeps going and he is on you all the yeah. time his chin on your chest the whole time you know I, he was, he's a lovely guy and he did, he did, I had a lovely picture lovely, of him at yeah, the box I got a lovely picture of him in, at Bramall Lane and he's a lovely bloke but I hate watching him box really I, I hate like it. it I don't like his style at all it's, it's not necessarily hit, I yeah. can't stand fighters like that they're all uh, they're all based on strength and aggression I like Boxers, people that hit and don't be hit, they actually yeah, know, which, which I, I agree with. But what I like, what I like about Sean Porter is what he makes other people have to do and think about. Um, you know, that's why I was so impressed with when Kell Brook beat him because I thought there's no way that Kell Brook is going to be able to deal with with mm. this in a way that will certainly make judges go for him, and he did. You know, so that was that was really impressive. Um, obviously, we had Devin Alexander had a draw with Victor Ortiz. Yeah. So, uh, what was what was the um, Victor Ortiz looked like he boxed okay. Yeah, I thought Consensus so. is that that Devon won, but he didn't quit Victor Ortiz, and I think that's a win. Yeah. <laughs> I, think that's a, I think he deserves the W for that, to be honest. He didn't quit. You, know, you just expect him to quit yeah. now, and he didn't, and so maybe he can turn it around a little bit. You know, does you that do know. any... I mean, that doesn't help. Um, I don't think it helps really either of them. Yeah. I don't think Devin Alexander wants to box him again. I, I, think, I think he'll go and look elsewhere. Maybe he'll want to rematch with Porter. Uh, maybe he'll want a Danny Garcia fight. Yeah, you do, you don't know. I don't what do you expect to see next out in in that? In I that think Garcia Porter yeah. next. I think Furman will fight someone not great. And I then fucking I, love Keith Furman. He's really good, but he don't want it with Errol Spence at all. No, and that is a real shame because yeah. I love Errol Spence as Garcia well. Garcia has openly said he'd fight Spence. So. Yeah, Spence. I don't. Believe I that. Spence deals with him easily. I don't believe that for a second. I don't believe Danny Garcia will fight Errol Spence. What do you think? But if. I think Spence. Oh, but if if that was the fight, I think Errol Spence. Yeah. I think Errol Spence beats them all. Mm. I think e- Keith Furman is the one. That's the fight. Yeah, and then obviously Terence Crawford as well. But Terence Crawford's stuck. What's that? And it's just it's not likely, is it? No, because he was Bob Arum. Yeah. He needs to leave Bob Arum. Fucking hell. Yeah. Annoying. Anyway, um, uh, and David, oh, how do you say his surname? Benedict WBC yes. Super Middleweight title. Uh, so he retained it against Ronald Gavril. I haven't watched that. First fight was... I actually did some swatting up the last couple of days. First yeah. fight... I watched the first fight and uh, Gavril dropped him in the last round. It was really quite a decent fight. Second fight, Benavidez showed his quality and just outboxed him. He won every round on one of the judges' scorecards. So mm. he bought, and he hurt Gavril a few times as well. He's massive. He's a massive super midway. Him and Callum Smith would be interesting because he's really big and wide. Tall. Tall, yeah, yeah, he's really tall and no, I've, I've, built. It, it pains me so. I've, I've, I've generally never watched him. So. No, he's he's and yeah, he's he's massive at the weight. I'd like to see him and Callum Smith have a fight because mm-hmm. it'd almost be like a cruiserweight fight, you know, but in the super middleweight division, they're both massive. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, Benavidez looked good. He looked, he's only twenty. He's the youngest world champion I think since Mike Tyson. Wow, like, he's, okay. Yeah, he's. He's, a, he's good. He looks good. No, I, I think, okay, I think yeah, I've not seen much. Of he's him. not on like Groves' level yet. The best right. super middleweight on the planet. Yeah, but he's good. He's going places. I'm gonna get some. I think we should get some blow the belt t-shirts made up <laughs> on with the planet. T's face on one side and on the planet. Hashtag on the planet on the back. <laughs> tweet uh, tweet us <laughs> <laughs> on the planet. <laughs> That's the title of the pod. Um, and then so finally, what we what we got coming up? So in the next couple of weeks, we've got so Superfly. 
supervisor Rinbasai against um, Estrada. Estrada. Um, uh, what else come up? Kelbrook coming Got up in the next few weeks. Bivol, Bivera, Kovalev yeah. fights, Wilder v Ortiz. Yeah. Uh, and then we've got uh, so it was the, the press conference for Hey Bell U2 today as well. Mm-hmm. Got the return of Amir Khan just Bellu's before that. As well. Did you guys watch it? I, I started watching a bit of it and I, I watched up until David stopped speaking and that was it, yeah. So oh, okay. I didn't watch a single second. Did you watch it? I don't Not care. No. Well, David, David Hay was quite humble, actually, in terms of saying, look, you know, I'm lucky that I've got this second chance to prove what I think is wrong. You know, Tony Bowe, um, all credit to him, and, you know, went down that kind of route. I think it I think it got a, a bit more controversial later on from what I read on Twitter. But, oh, um, so you got Hay and Bowe, uh, Quig. Quig's obviously got his world title shot um, coming up as well. Yes. Uh, that's about it, really. Isn't it? Oh, yeah. D- uh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Oh, and then obviously we've got um, May. It'll be yeah. um, Canelo and we'll have we, we, we'll have had a few pods out by then. Yeah, yeah, we will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but it's nice. It, again, it's look. It's it's looking up for another another really good another year in the stellar year of boxing. Yeah, give us this prediction league then, because oh, we're going right. to stop calling it fantasy league now. Because right. there's nothing fucking fantasy well, for about. For next it. season, we'll call it the prediction league. I know. Okay. Well, you had you've had fucking three years to correct me, and you haven't. Well, I, um, privately. Um, so What's, what do you fantasize about this league? Why did you call it a fantasy league? I just thought that's what they were called. Mm, I um, think you've used that word too many times. Um, so right is top four, fourth place, Flonius Filth. What? See, <laughs> <laughs> I do know something about boxing. <laughs> <laughs> Third place. Uh, Sean YC5 no, he was up there last year he was right. up there he's he's pushing pushing. Yeah. He, he, he tweeted yesterday said I think I've just put the pressure on yeah. go on Sean Meister second place on 27 points yours truly what yeah what did you have for this weekend I got 5 points for Garcia round 9 oh yeah <laughs> and first place and 28 points one more point than me the, the goose Huss underscore THFC well done champ Husky. So how did he get at the weekend then? He got like two on one and then three on another and just managed to get that one. What was his point. big result? He must have had a couple of fivers this, this year. I can't look right now. But uh, yeah, yeah, he got some fives and stuff like that. So congrats to the goose. Congrats. We'll send a tweet out. So what starts the new season? Uh, I'm thinking Ortiz Wilder. That's in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Then we'll tweet season, something. I'm not the sure The season could end at the Usyk fight. That's at the 12th, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it could do. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's yeah, do yeah. that then. Let's do that. Well, well done, Husky. Champ. Yeah, champ. The champ is here. Champ. Let's go, champ. All right. I think that's us done. So we'll see. um, We'll record again in another few weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, And then we shall, um, hopefully we're going to be, the next live event that we're at, we'll try and do the same thing. But yeah, tweet us, like I said, any any feedback you got. Really hope you enjoyed last week. Um, On the planet. On the planet. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.